0: I'm
1: kidding. Hey, black hat,
2: black hat,
0: black guy's hat. All right, we are on live, guys. It's great to see you guys. Sorry we're starting a little late, everybody. Um, we had the little technical difficulties. Like, you got a bunch of men trying to figure out how to use technology. And we'll I'm, the difficulty. I'm the technical, <laughs> technical
2: difficulties. <Yeah. laughs> I'm the technical
0: difficulties. Yeah. Call I,
2: it like it is,
0: man. I'm just the lucky one. I've got my own computer door.
2: Mm. I had a temporary one today helping me, um, dude Taylor from a creative group that I belong to here in Texas. I was like freaking out because I've got literally there's seven cameras right to my left, and none of them were communicating with the laptop, and the webcam built into the laptop is terrible, and I could <laughs> we couldn't get any of. The, and this guy knows what he's doing, and we're like. He's like, dude, I don't know what's going on here, man. There's something jinxing and everything, and uh, but we solved it. Like he literally solved it like ten minutes ago. I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> we we forgot to test the microphones.
0: <laughs> uh but uh, let, let me go. get I'll, Let me tell everybody a little bit about you. We got Lee Giles and uh, Mike Fagan here from, uh, also known as Bo Wolf, um, here on uh, the chat right now. We're we're gonna kind of go over like what they do, who they are, kind of like where their lives are going, how the world's affecting them, and we're just going to have some fun, do some bullshitting and touch base with like some personal stuff, see how, you know, you guys are handling COVID, see how the business stuff is going through COVID, see how you guys are doing through it all, you know, and like I'm, I saw your video that you were spinning around, man, I freaking loved it, I was looking at it, I was like, yes, he's on fire. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I was having fun, man. I I had a couple of whiskeys in me and I could feel that we were getting close, right? We're so close to having this room exactly like I envisioned it like three, four years ago. And it's like, it's there. We're like this close, this, 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 this close. We're so close. But you know what? Of all the shows to launch with, like technically we're going to call this launch night. I'm glad we're launching with you, BJ. You've been like this friend that, I think we met through a Gary Vee chat or something a couple of years ago. I don't remember exactly. I think it was. And, um, like, you, you kept, like, every now and then you'd reach out, you know, right at the right time and, hey, Lee, what are you doing? Hey, Lee, you got to do this. Hey, Lee, what's going on? And so I appreciate that. Thank you. Because you and then Mike, my buddy there, Bull, um, man, without guys like you around me, I'd still be, like, you know, my head in the hole going, what am I going to do next,
0: you know? Well, Here we are, man. Last you, night, baby. You've helped me through so much, too, man. You don't even know it. Like, one of your big videos that I know I shared during the week was smile. And it honestly is one of those videos that when you'd released that that day, it was one of those things I need to fucking hear. You know, and it nice. was like a punch I'm in the cheek. And I was like, and I still go back to that one. I'm like, I love it. You know, just <laughs> shut up. Just smile. It ain't that bad. <laughs> no, it's
2: not. You, you know what? You could smile, and, and even if you fake that smile. You, you can't really fake a smile. If you smile, it forces you to feel better. You just, you can't control it,
0: right? Yeah.
2: So do it. <laughs> you needed to just smile this morning, man.
0: Oh, yeah, I got, I'm getting through some stuff, figuring stuff out. Just getting, yeah. building a whole new plan, trying to set stuff up, yell a few kicks in the road, and might be down there in Texas hanging out with y'all. <laughs>
2: do it, man, do it. You know what, you know what? For the last seventeen years, Bull Mike, I'm gonna let him talk actually in a minute. I always hog everything. Uh Mike is like this this constant like anchor in my life, like a, a good friendship that is always there when I need someone to tell me the right thing at the right time. And what I what I've learned with Mike around is all these ebbs and flows of owning businesses and we've had several and Dozens and dozens and dozens of employees, hundreds of different clients. Um, I always try to get things like just right, just perfect, like even this studio, just right, just perfect, and that doesn't exist. Like you can get it to where you think you want it, but something's going to fall down, something's going to break, something's going to not go the way it's supposed to go. And you can't, that's just the way it is. You just got, just got to punch through it and just move to the next step. That's all you can do. Make a decision, move forward. Make a decision, move forward. Adjust, move forward. It's always about moving forward, you
0: know? I, I've caught myself in that so many times where it's that self-failure mode to where you just, like, you fail on purpose, so you just can't make that next step. So it's almost like an excuse keeping you away from proceeding, you know? And I, I'd see well, you doing the do same that. thing I was doing, and I was like, damn it. That's why I used to poke you.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Uh did you just you're such an inspiration. That's why I want to get you guys like let's go over a little bit of history of what you guys have done and stuff like that. So, let's talk about like what's your I um what what you guys do is like what you guys tell what you guys do is you guys go on badass adventures. And I I my favorite is the Kyle Petty ride. You know what I mean? Like, that was probably the funnest I've ever seen you. You were just laughing, roaring it up, and just inspiring so many people.
2: Oh, my God. That was the most epic thing ever. Um, So, of course, most people know Richard Petty, Kyle Petty, the whole Petty Racing family, right? Um, Kyle's oldest son, Adam, uh, was also a NASCAR driver. And uh, Adam died. And – one of the things that Adam created uh, was Victory Junction. He was involved with Victory Junction. Victory Junction is a camp, a summer camp in North Carolina, uh, but it's for children with disabilities or uh, certain diseases or where or, or a traditional camp for kids in the summer isn't practical for them uh, because they need special medical needs. So there's different times of the year where maybe all children with cancer go at the same time. And then they have nurses and doctors on premise that can deal with those needs, right? So it, it changes throughout the year based upon the needs of the children. And Kyle created the Kyle Petty charity ride. Last year was the 25th anniversary. And most of the money that's raised in victory, uh, excuse me, the Kyle Petty charity ride goes to victory junction junction. And it's all done in honor of Adam and all the kids that, you know, get to participate in that camp. And they wanted the 25th to be like this magnificent, crazy corner to corner, longest ride ever. And it was, man, it was so sick. We started in Seattle, Washington, Herschel Walker, Kyle Petty, Richard Petty, Harry Gant, um, Matt Pappas from IndyCar. Um, oh my God, so many people. There was like 200 of us. And we literally rode from Seattle, Washington, all the way to Key Largo, Florida, 11 days, 4,000 miles, no stop lights, no stop signs, police escort the whole way. Harley Davidson in a trailer behind us with mechanics and equipment and was fans in every city. It was sick, man. It was so cool. Was so awesome. <laughs> I love those guys. And, and that family, like, I didn't know any of these people, right? Day one. And um, it, it wasn't even two, three hours into it. And I was already part of the family. Like that's, it's a very special group of people and love them. Love them. So shout out to Kyle Petty Trady Ride. Love you guys. Well,
0: and that's, that's, what the thing, about it. that's the thing about you, Lee, is you're always infectious. Like yeah. Mike here, I know he's been following you around for a long time. Like it's just, you kind of draw people in. It's just your personality. You know what I mean? And that's why okay. you're just, it, it's, you guys are kind of like on fire. And that's why I find it funny you call Mike your hype man. You know, because he's... He's all <laughs> calm, collected. Like, even when you guys hang back, he's just like, he's watching what you're doing, and he's plotting. You can just see it.
2: Yeah, you, you know what? Mike has my back, man. Like like nobody else, Mike has my back. He's he's like steady Eddie, making sure I, I keep control of things.
1: <laughs>
0: so were <laughs> you on go, that I trip too,
1: something. Mike? What'd you say? Did you take the, were you on that trip too? Oh, no, no, I didn't go on that trip. I stood behind and took care of the uh, back
0: stuff. Oh, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I
1: kept the business running so that I could go
0: on that trip. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. So, so what's you guys' favorite I, trip you've done together? Or favorite activity? Oh, always. man. Yeah, what can
1: talk about?
0: Tons of <laughs> trips. Yeah.
1: So the, uh, yeah. Tons I, of know, trips. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's, there's the, the, the most one I liked is the one from New Orleans that first time I went to New Orleans, we you know, we went up there for work, but yeah. But it turned into uh, all play and um, not going to work because the client got mad at us because we oh, were. No, that's not, not Yeah, she did. She was. She got <laughs> well, mad at us because. She was Yeah, but we never made it to the job site. Um, no, we but, did. We did. We were just a few minutes late. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh yeah, a few minutes late, a few hours late. Um, all right. So the, here, here's what happened. The Can I come on? I don't mind. Go no. for it. Yeah. Tell them why it was so much fun. Are you talking about Day one. three for one beers? Or are you talking about <laughs> you losing me and I'm having to walk and Yeah. I so mean,
2: it's which one? Which DJ part? Sucks out. We go to New Orleans. Mike's never been to New Orleans before. I grew up in New Orleans, my high school years and a few years after my early twenties. And um I know New Orleans, right? I know where all the three for one beer places are. Three for one, you buy one beer, you actually get three beers. You get a vodka tonic, you get a 32-ounce vodka tonic. Like, that's how it works. And there's little, um, not that I'm promoting drinking, but there's these little beer stands on Bourbon Street where you can get what they call big-ass beers. It's a 32-ounce beer for, like, five bucks.
1: Oh, I'm promoting uh,
2: drinking. (laughs) So... I'm like, all right, I'm bringing Mike to New Orleans. We're going to hit the French Quarter night one. We showed up a day early, and I, I was like, come on, you got five bucks. We'll go get a big-ass beer. He's like, what? I got him his first beer, and that was the first beer of many mistakes that night, um, additional beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. The best part is when we went to Harris Casino, and because it was like a couple blocks from the hotel, literally two blocks from the hotel, and that means something in a second. I like to play poker, so it's like 2 or 3 in the morning. I disappeared, but I'm over at the poker tables, And Mike goes, and he's hanging around playing slots or whatever. But eventually, he decides to go back to the hotel. Well, he doesn't realize the hotel's two blocks away. <laughs> he hails a taxi, and the taxi drives him like, what was it, like a 20, 30-minute taxi ride to go two blocks? He had like a 20 $30 taxi bill. When he was already literally right by the hotel, it was so funny. <laughs> oh.
0: yeah. um, something I want to go into, because I know you both are doing it at the same time, and you've done it quite a few times, is following dreams. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And dealing with fails. Because I know you both have run into it. Do um, you have any good stories on that? You know, about about hitting a fail and being able to work past it? Because I know we've 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 talked before in the past, and we've both run into some big walls. You know, and it's stepping past those walls. And and regrouping yourself after a failure, and, you know, how would you handle it, you know?
2: Mike, do you want to start?
0: No, you go. You do
2: it. Well, I can tell you that um, I'm good at failing. I've done it many times. (laughs) Um, But I think I'm okay with that. I'm not afraid to fail, right? The first thing is you can't be afraid to fail. You can't. If you're afraid to fail, you might as well not even start. You, you have to take the chance, first of all, accept that, know that that's a possibility, and then move forward. And I think, you know, over the last 15, 16, 17 years, um, I went into every business with optimism, with expectations, goals, and dreams that I wanted it to be, you know, this, 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 or this, whatever it was. And on many occasions, I failed. I made things. I made bad decisions. Um in my last big situation, we actually grew way too fast. Oh my god. Like it was magnificent. Like everything was clicking the way we wanted to click, but it happened too fast. I had some obstacles pop up pop up that I couldn't control and it inevitably led to all of it collapsing. But I think I think when when something's starting to fail, You have to recognize that it's about to fail or it's already going down the right path, a wrong path, and you have basically two choices. You stand and fight. You figure out what went wrong and correct it, right the ship. If it's already full of water and it's going down, you better have your next plan launched, ready to go as your backup plan while you're trying to figure out how to clean this one up and get it past you. And I think one of my successes in life is that every time I failed, I recognized that something was not going the way I had planned it to go. The, the ship was sinking. It was beyond repair. And I started lining up my next endeavor and making sure I had that fallback plan. I've got a 12 year old son. I have a wife. I have my mother I take care of financially. My mother-in-law is living with us right now. So I have responsibilities. I can't not have something going right generating income for the family. And that's what drives me. I gotta take care of the family. You know, and Mike and his family, they're an extension of my family. So I, I have a lot of I can't fail. I can fail, but I have to be able to succeed in something and just keep moving forward. I'm I'm rambling now, but that's basically it.
0: Oh no, that's, that's it's all great stuff, brother. Um, you got anything to add on that, Mike?
1: Well, I mean, I, I don't really look at failure as failure. I look at failure as moving forward. We've we've been through it. The last 17 years, we've 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 been through some stuff. We we've been through a lot of positive stuff, positive. Um, and I think the positive beats out the negative. I'm I'm more beating down. Everything every day of just staying positive. If we stay and move forward. We're gonna have our days. Everyone has their days. Um, I have a handful of stuff I do, Lee does, I know you do, BJ, we just, you know, we just got to take those failures, hold them in, and keep pushing, because we're going to come out on the know, other side, and we're going to be, bless you, we're going to be f- flourishing on the other side, and it's right around the corner, coming. I feel it, it's coming, it's right around I the corner. I know
2: it's coming, Yeah, I feel it too, Mike, hey, yep. you know, Will Smith, Will Smith has some videos out there, look them up on YouTube, um. He has a few talking about fail forward. Like, I love that. Fail forward. If you can accept failing forward, you're going to be fine.
0: See, and what's bad is, like, I'm, I, 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 I well, I'm not going to, st- I'll start out another, a different way. Um, they always say the master has failed more times than the novice has ever even tried. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just mastering your craft. Um, but, like, I always think a failure is, like, an actual, you know, I like to fail, but I like to fail big. I always say if you're shooting for the stars and you land on the moon, you know, you didn't do that bad. Right, right. Yep. I accept that.
2: That's where you know, we are, man.
0: And that's the and that's the funnest thing. And you, you got to remember that even during the COVID times, you got to keep pushing. You got to just change direction, change how you're doing stuff. And, you know, the world's changing right now. We got to figure the new thing out, what it is and what's going on. And. know how to maneuver in this market Um, we're doing it right now oh yeah and that's exactly it is working on stuff like this working on socials Um, if you had any tips out there for people that are running companies running big businesses during COVID what would you tell them
2: they've got to move to this platform you know be prepared to work YouTube to its magic Facebook any social media platform that's out there and when new ones come up jump on them you don't know which one's gonna take off which one's not just get involved and get someone on it you you have no choice you're irrelevant otherwise i i remember growing up i'm an old guy i'm almost 50 years old i i've you know i was around when we got messages to each other by faxing it you know and then or actually calling or actually knocking on the door (laughs) like i i remember those days But I also remember when you were told, if you don't have a website, you're not relevant. People don't even need websites anymore. It's like if you don't have a Facebook page, you're not relevant. If you don't have a YouTube channel in a business talking about your products, you're not relevant. Like, there's going to be something after those, and when they come out, you got to be able to jump on them. And that's where Mike and I spent the last nine months, you know, building this studio closing out the old business, getting our new merch business up and running, and it's it's doing great. But now we're trying to pivot to this platform and figure out – when I say this platform, I'm talking about video. Like how do we make video work for us? And that's what we're doing. And so we're going to prepare the videos. We're top of the funnel, and we can break them down to hit each platform as they come out and develop them, and that's our game plan right now.
0: So that's Jump on it. And that's what We're starting off with this is because um, I've had a lot of people ask me why I'm doing this on like a car channel, but a lot of it is the people that I'm working with and my friends in the car industry. I want to talk to them like about how they're doing in their companies and how stuff's going on and put a face to the company so people like actually can get what's going on. You know what I mean? Instead of it being a faceless company that, you know, and realize who's behind the company, how these people are doing what they're doing to inspire others. You know what I mean? And really put people to get it back to that small town feel, but we can all be virtual. Yeah. You know? Yep. To where you see them. You you see some of these YouTubers. A lot of people have seen them so much, they feel like they know them. You know what I mean? And the face of the companies need to feel like they know them. You know what I mean? To where people are like, oh, I really relate to them. You know? Like, they're being honest with me. They're being true. And it's just easier being that, you know?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep, I agree. Um, I'm having fun with it, man, too. I'm I'm excited again. Like, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm not going to lie. I was frustrated the last four hours when I, I, I literally, I'm looking at them. I literally have seven cameras next to me, and we could not get either one of them to communicate with this laptop. I, we could blow it away. So the technical side of things frustrates me to death. But because I know that Frustrates me, Mike and I. The next hire we have is we're going to hire an IT guy that just or camera guy, someone that understands that part of the world because we don't. So that's the next big investment for the company.
0: You mean like mine?
2: There he is. What's up, dude? How you doing, man?
0: He said yeah, Cody, he's good. <laughs> he, he
2: yeah, I saw uh, big time earlier.
0: Oh, uh, he he's well anytime you guys have any issues or anything like that trying to set up this stuff. Like it actually looks a lot cooler on the live cuz he's got like a scroll on the bottom. You know, stuff that's just running on there. We can actually make it say funny things. You
2: know. uh oh I'm going to have to watch this back later. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't think he's put anything up there but I told him he could do whatever he wanted. I
2: do not
0: let don't him. Care, have right,
1: What'd you say? We don't care, right? Make it funny. I don't care. I'm I'm jumping in the on the chat now so i'm good oh i don't have it up you know what multitasking with
2: technology is a problem for me still so that's the next thing we got to work on too i got to figure out how to do this and do this at the same time
0: (laughs) yeah i'm not that i just have it up on my phone on zoom because it just makes life easier i'm too i'm i'm non-technology so it's like it's like uh how can i make it easy for me and like easier like Well, not easier for him. I guess it makes it harder for him.
1: And Facebook, Slack guys,
2: I don't take any of it seriously. Anymore I don't. Um, Because it's almost like when you text somebody or you email someone, you can't, you can't, what's the word? You can't put your tone. Mm -hmm. The tone, the voice inflection in a text or an email. You can't do it. It's impossible. And it's going to get misinterpreted on the other side. And and sometimes when I do something that looks sad or happy or whatever, and it's just a message, written word, there's no tone. And you're going to interpret your own tone into my message and think what you think, and it may not be true. And I don't like that about any of social media. And I think that's why I'm drawn to the video now because now I can be me right now. Like this is me. Mike will tell you, this is me. I'm blah, 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 nonstop. Now I'm also, I also have my down where I'm like down in the dumps and Mike brings me back up. But, you know, I think that's just life. Everybody's like that. What I'd like to figure out is how do you turn, I don't know. I don't even know how to say what I was going to say. Like how, how do you, how do you add tone to, written message and i think the only way you can do that is through video like what we're doing right now that's it
0: well and i think that's audio it, is another big one day. too is with what when is you're it? actually do audio like where the way the industry is going like if you look at the alexas the google plays all of those new devices it's all in the audio it's in the podcast like we'll take yeah. this episode and we'll turn it into a podcast and hopefully i actually get a more audience on there than i do video because i i think i got a better voice for audio than video but <laughs> but uh you know, like and that's they, where I what, see the world going. Like, is where the you know it's all in the podcast. It's all in what people are talking about and being real and talking about like what's really going on. You know,
2: yeah. You know, I have mixed emotions on podcasts. I I get it, right? I understand that's something that you have to have because there's an audience that that's what they like to listen to. You know, they're taking a shower, they're doing their work, and they're just listening, or they're driving their car. They can't watch. I understand that, personally, I'm not a podcast listener. I, I, I want to see what I'm listening to. I want to see the face. I want to see the, the the movement, the smiles. I can read a lot about a person by seeing them and listening to them at the same time. Where'd, where'd that get, I am good at.
1: Where would you get the shower thought? They're listening to podcasts in the shower. That's the first thing you come off of, shower. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't do
2: Mike. You know me. I don't do anything unless I'm listening to music. Like, there's always music on. There's music in this room right now. You you just can't hear it on camera.
0: Stuff like that. Watching the trending of which way it's going. You know what I mean? To where people like for me, the podcasts I listen to are actually my friends, and I actually feel like I get to know more about my friends and catch up with my friends more because I don't get to see them as often because they're so busy. You know, I tune into the podcast and get to listen to them tell jokes and all kinds of stuff. I've even caught them telling stories about me, and I'll text them later and be like, hey, I heard that. (laughs) You're like, you weren't
1: supposed to say that, man.
0: (laughs) Some of them, yeah. That was
1: supposed to be bro code.
0: (laughs) I was like, I'm glad you left the name off on that one. (laughs) I
2: love it. I love
0: it. Everybody has those stories. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm watching how the world's evolving. And I actually think COVID, like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, COVID's a horrible thing. And yeah, it is a horrible thing. It's a bad disease. But if you look at what it's doing to technology, it's pushing technology. It's pushing apps. It's, people are creating new jobs by creating apps to deliver food, creating new apps to deliver stuff. I met these nurses um, probably a week ago that are running their own bus doing COVID tests. They bought the machinery. They bought the equipment. They're on the road, and they're hireable. And they said they were so busy, it's ridiculous. And I was like, that is ingenuity. That's that's America.
2: That's capitalism. Don't take it away.
0: People no, want to it, take
2: away capitalism. You can't do it. You can't take away entrepreneurship. Don't do it. They're trying. you got to stop.
0: Right? No, they'll never be able to take it away because, like, you know, the Amazons are going to take out the Walmarts. And then what people don't realize is that the small shops are going to come back, but it's in smaller form because they're just hidden yeah. underneath Amazon's name. You know what I mean? It's like well, – because look at how many small shops sell underneath Amazon. It allows small businesses all over the world to get all over the world. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's dipped right into your building in a couple days. It's it's the new small world. Now all those people are going to start having faces. You know, a world I imagine you – know, I hate this because Walmart might hear it, but I honestly hope Walmart goes out of business. I purposely go to the cashier every single time. I leave my cart in the parking lot, let them hire that guy to push that back. Sometimes when I'm walking through the aisles, I push stuff back. Just because I know Amazon's stealing money from them. And they're going down the pooper. You know what? I'm with you. I don't do
2: self-checkout. I don't like it. You know what? Mike, were you with me at Home Depot the other day when I went through the lane? I was like, I prefer to keep you employed. I want you to check out my stuff. Did you hear me tell that to that guy? I don't think you heard me. Mm -hmm. The guy that was checking us out when we bought lumber the other day, I said. The one with the bottle cap glasses? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I prefer you check me out because I want to make sure you keep a job. Yeah. He appreciated it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and I kind of do the same thing. Like, I do it for darker motives, but I'm glad the guy's keeping his job. But, you know, I I look forward to the day you can just tell your Alexa device, Alexa, I need seven 16-foot 2x4s. And it's already taken out of your account. It shows up at your house, and there's guys that unload it right in your driveway. I'm not going
2: to lie. That's kind of (laughs) nice. (laughs)
0: but you're still hiring people. That's the whole thing. It's just, we got to let technology evolve and the bigger companies need to go away for the newer companies to evolve in. Yeah. Home Depot should literally be on Alexa and be like, all right, this is our new system. This is how we're going to sell wood. If you want plywood. um, The thing I'd be investing in is like, if you say the word cheeseburger to your Alexa in a few years, what's that worth? You know what I mean? Is McDonald's going to sell the cheeseburger? Is Burger King going to sell it? Wendy's? Whose cheeseburger do you get when I want a cheeseburger and a soda? Right. You know, and that's where that's where I think audio is getting to be such a huge thing. Video is great, and they'll have the, the glasses someday where I can watch the podcast and, you know, everything like that. But, <clears throat> like, I, I, oh, I have. Like, that's where the personality or the person-to-person kind of comes in, and that's where I love doing these, you know. You know, I'm glad
2: like, you said that about the – I'm glad you said that about the glasses. Sorry to interrupt you.
0: Um, Go for
2: it. My son and I, I got him the VR glasses from Oculus, the Quest 2, for Christmas. And I'm not spoiling anything because he knows it's coming. But I, I think it was Gary Vee or somebody said something recently that like, if you're not already prepping and preparing for VR, again, you're already behind. And you're right. You just said it. You, you need to be able to engage what's coming in VR. Maybe that is the next social. So you're going to be able to like, we're going to have this in a VR session. We're all going to be sitting. Our avatars are going to be sitting down together, drinking beers at the pizza pub. You know, the pizza bar. You know, we're going to be eating pizza. Our avatars are going to be eating pizza while we talk, drink beer at home. It's going to be awesome.
0: Well, that's that's exactly but, it. Where it's it's going to be it's going to be that technology is moving and it's moving fast.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The,
0: exponentially
2: daily by the minute
0: um, i watched something that's uh, one of the companies sent me from uh, the sema this year um that it was actually automotive tutorials on how to fix things taken from the mechanic's eyes while he's explaining it you can see his finger you can see what he's pointing at you can see everything it's like wow like I was like, that's just, that blew my mind. He showed me a little video of it. Um, I can't remember the name of the software, but if I find it, I'll put it in the comments. But it was just You know where epic. that's going?
2: No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 use your imagination. But anyway. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs>
0: but that so was what do you guys have going on? Okay.
2: What, what is your you next can... build? What's going on right now with your build?
0: Um, right now we're trying to get empathy put together with, uh, computer systems, everything in it like that, um, get her tailored up so we can get her on the road, trying to figure out how to get Jeff paid so we can afford to like, let him drive and get him out on the road and, um, just tailoring up a lot of things I didn't finish in a 90 day build.
2: Right. Right. That was the rat rod built for SEMA, right? Like yep. a year ago. Yeah.
0: Cool. That was and fun to watch. Oh, she's she's a beauty to drive too. I just want to fine tune everything cuz if I'm going to send it out there for like a million miles, I want to make sure it's it's in tip-top shape. Right.
2: That it you needs know. to be.
0: You know, and then our next plan after that's the bus, which I think is going to be a big fun, big fun, you know, with yeah. the the whole I want to if I can fabricate out of a bus and a trailer, you know, why would I not and go visit my friends. And how many people do I know that have cars sitting in their yards that are like, well, someday I'm going to get to it. Well, you know what? Some day just happened. I just rolled up in your yard. Let's go fix this bitch. Yeah, you some days I mean? never
2: happen. Yeah, some days don't happen. I
0: want, to I want to hot rod with my friends, um, all the people that are followers on this channel. I'd love to show up at their house with their cars that are there and be like, all right, what do we, what do we need to do? We ready for paint? Do we need to do some freaking body work? You know, is there an engine right. in it? You know, what do we got to do to get this going? Let's go cruise. You know?
2: <laughs> hey, we could have some fun with my F 50 We can jack that thing up. I don't care what we do to it.
0: pay for. Well, and that's exactly <laughs> it. I just show up at different people's houses. We do some fun stuff to their trucks. We hang out, and we move along like vagrants, like <laughs> off to the next place.
2: That sounds like fun.
0: Well, it's it's like I was talking to you when we were there. Like the one thing that fires you up is going on adventures. It's the same thing with me. I love going on adventures. I love helping people. I love working mm-hmm. on cars. So why not do all of them at the same time? You know. You know
2: what? Speaking of helping people, I got to give away over two hundred thousand dollars the last two days, three days. Yeah, like, I, I can't talk about this.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, I can't Ooh. talk about all the Get specifics of who and where and why yet because we haven't. You know, the organization hasn't posted it yet, but, man, talk about, like, doing good and having fun. That was fun. It was really fun. There was some special people I got to meet over three days driving all over the Metroplex in Dallas. It was pretty cool. Plus, when you give them a big, fat, giant check with $25,000 in it, it puts a smile on their face.
1: <laughs> they can do
2: a lot of good for a lot of people with that money.
1: I
0: Heck yeah. And that's, that's, I love fundraising and stuff like that. That's kind of the goal with what we're doing with the money, whatever money we have left over after we get YouTube and everything else like that going, our, our dream is is to give it back to people by putting it in their cars and by that they'll give it back to others, you know, where they can have those special moments with their kids. They can have their special moments with their grandkids, the stuff they've always dreamed of doing. We can fuel another whole generation of hot rodders. You know, and instead of keeping the money for ourselves, put it in everybody else's car. Yeah, everybody right. loves a supercharger. Hook them up. Have some fun. You know, let some people have some smiles for change. Right, right.
2: Got gotcha, you, man.
0: Go uh, find it.
1: I of the day, well
0: What
1: was that, Mike? <laughs> I'm listening. My story. I can't wait for the bus to come up. I, I want to take a trip with that one we oh, Yeah, when you were yeah, when you're down in Fort Worth and we visited that one day, um, when you were talking about it, I was like, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped well, over that one.
0: And for those of you that haven't seen the video, we're actually planning on putting a full fab shop on one side of the bus, <laughs> and then on the other side we're putting a full bar with, like, a smoker and stuff like that, and then on the roof we're going to have it to where we can have parties, have entertainers, have celebrities, whatever wants to happen. Just a good old time every which way.
2: Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Got to bring man. You be- that one needs to follow some of the rallies, too.
0: I look forward to the fab, because I get to really play engineer to make this stuff fit. You know, yeah. it's like it's like Tetris, but with, like, actuators.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I
0: like
2: it. I like it. See, I, I like having the vision. And then I like to play with the end result. The middle part, uh, I'm not so good at that. <laughs> I don't need to be touching things and building stuff.
0: Yeah, I like the journey. And then when the journey's over, like of the build, I'm like, meh, on to the next.
2: Yeah. No, I do enjoy the journey. Um, You know, I have, I have manicured fingernails, man. I can't. I got to be careful.
1: <laughs> <Platter-plated>. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it. Yeah, awesome. We were looking at we were hey, looking you know at what? colors, the paint. Uh, my buddy Vince's truck. Oh yeah, we we're gonna paint Vince's truck. I've talked him into probably putting flames on it.
2: Oh, that'll be fun.
0: <laughs> A big Chevy dooley <laughs> flames. Hey,
2: yeah. you know we were gonna tell you guys why we call Mike
1: Bullworth.
0: I am curious about that. I, I'd love to hear the story on that.
1: Did you say Wolf? Yeah, Wolf. Why do we I call you Wolf? I'm, I'm dealing with a crybaby back here. Um, Yeah, Wolf. well, so when we started Flat Guys and he came up with this concept, we wanted to figure out, you know, we wanted to do our little animated characters. We wanted to do our our uh, name picking. And until this day, you know, since, well, I think we've been doing this since 1987, 88. Uh, Lee hasn't picked the name for his stuff yet, but I came up with, uh, (laughs) oh man, I came up with the first word, the first one I came up with was Wolf, and it was Wolf something I don't remember, and then we're talking about it, we're writing down names on a notepad, we're trying to figure it out, and then he says, why don't you just call yourself uh, Bull? I was like, I don't want to, I want to be Bull Wolf, so Bull Wolf came to be Bull Wolf, but the reason why they call me Bull Wolf, you know, the past 15 years working with Lee, we traveled a lot. We've done a lot of work. Every time we go out and travel, I'm like a bull in a china shop. If I don't cut myself, if I'm not bleeding, if I'm not going to urgent care with stitches. Um, <laughs> I wasn't That's fact. Yeah. So, you know, and I was like, you know what? I like the bull. And, you know, I put bull wolf together because as I see myself as a wolf, you know, I have. I have my wife. I have eight kids. I have seven grandkids. Um, I'm the leader of the family. I'm the oldest of all my five sisters that I got. So um, I just played off of that one because I just like the I just like being a wolf. So when Lee said bull wolf, I was like, man, that's gonna hit hard. I like that one. Um, and it just stuck. So for the past year now, I've been bull wolf, and uh, I like it. I'm gonna run with it.
0: You got you, got, you got yeah. a football team with a bunch of extra players. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. does,
2: man. Yeah. Hey, so. You know what? Mike's right, though. When you talked about when we traveled a lot, we own a, a marketing and branding business, so we did special events for large corporate clients. And a lot of our events are at major functions like NCAA Final Four events or uh, maybe they're big festivals like big music festivals like South by Southwest in Austin or something crazy like that. So we're I putting put on these, like, there matches, too. tents and brand ambassadors, and we have all this stuff going on. And we used to have a running joke. It wasn't a su- successful event unless Mike was either bleeding or at urgent care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was every event. He's bleeding. his blood somewhere. I've, I've like, 12 stitches here, nine stitches back here. <laughs> yeah. This one has three
0: stitches. Yeah. How do you hurt yourself at branding events? Um. Uh, I don't know. Well, no <laughs> you know, we're, oh we're building structures. We're building
2: tents. We're building displays. We're,
0: oh, I got you know, you. I got
2: you. Of, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff we do. Like like our crews, when we do the events, we're also the road crew building it all. Like we, we're not just planning it, selling it, and showing up. Like we're doing all the road work, too, all the hard stuff. And, um,
0: well, you just showed the yeah. manicured hands. So that means that he's the one putting it together by himself. And Lee's instructing
1: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: well you know what because usually i'm the one out talking right i'm i'm building you know rapport with the client oh i get that and all the brand ambassadors that's what i do
0: <laughs> I, get, I see and i kind of i end up doing the same thing i want to put it together but it's like so many people want to chat or talk or do this or that, I get so lost in the conversation, and then it's like I want to go do it, and then when I go to help, I end up messing up whatever they're doing, and then I break it or get hurt.
2: Yep, yep. But you know what? That's that's why I love Mike. Mike gets it. Like, he knows the lane that I need to be in. I know the lane he needs to be in, and he's really good at what he does on the operation side. I'm really good at what I do on the marketing and sales side. Like, we know when we're running the business, we're at an event, we're doing a show. He just looks at me and is like, why are you standing here? You need to be over there. And he's right. I need to be over there, and he needs to be over there making shit happen. Oh, sorry. Like, that's just, we get it. That's why we're a good team when we do events.
0: Oh, don't worry. The custom doesn't bother me either because I believe we should be a non-PG. You know, it's, (laughs) we're adults, and. We, we we say the occasional thing. I know, I know I I have a I have a problem with the F word. but I don't really have a problem with it other people do.
2: Oh my god, yes. I have like we had an open conversation last week about the F bombs that I typically drop that I I can't if I'm gonna go where I'm gonna go with this, I need to like I gotta be maintain you. some type of control.
0: Well you gotta you gotta be able to be you, you know what I mean? If you're not being authentic, like Gary V talks about him cursing and he probably has lost stuff from it And he talks about i don't care if i lost stuff from it i have to be me if i'm not being me and i'm being somebody else then we're not even doing right. business together because that's some other dude
2: yep yep that you know what i i don't want to i'm going to be very careful because i don't want to go down a certain political path i don't even want to go there but i'm so passionate about my beliefs on certain things that earlier this year, you said, you noticed when I was like going down this path of like not being me and kind of being a little depressed and whatever. I let politics get the best of me this year. Like I really did. And I, and then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God, what the hell grabbed hold of me? Like, that's not who I am. Like I have beliefs But it was so polarizing what's going on right now that I let social media, going back to your social media question, I let social media dictate and control my feelings and my anger and my passion. I'm like, oh my God. And I don't know if you noticed, but I shut down. I was off everything for almost two months. And I said, peace out, I'll see you at Thanksgiving. And the week of Thanksgiving is when I started, like, diving back
0: in. Oh, I know. That's why I had to contact you on the phone. I was like,
2: where the hell did you go? You had (laughs) had me worried. No, no. It was good. It was a cleansing. I had to to step away. I had to focus on my family, focus on the business, focus on the studio. Because the studio keeps dragging on. Like, is is it ever going to get finished? So I just had to shut down, turn everything off, and just dive in and get focused. So I did. And we had, Mike and I knocked it out, man. We've been busting our butts for the last three weeks making this uh, I, happen. And it, I
0: got I to gotta bust your balls a little bit before I actually go off of what you just said. Because we, we were picking out videos to put online. We watched a video from like a year and three months ago. It's like, the garage is almost done. <laughs> almost <there."> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but to piggyback off what you were saying, um when you're talking about like people i believe that ignorance is bliss. you know what i mean so many people think about the politics and stuff like that um where you used to have your friend back in the day to where you know you go ask you'd go ask rick be like hey rick what do you think he goes, i'm fucking stupid i don't care you know yeah. why are you asking me that i go right back to that like people are like oh who are you voting for trump or biden i'm like aren't they both just old stupid people i don't right, care Right, right, it doesn't yeah. affect my day-to-day if you think if the president it bothers you on a day-to-day or how politics are going, fuck it. Like, it's just, it's pointless. Like, that shouldn't bother you one bit. You should be able to go out and just enjoy your day and be like, bunch of idiots.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to restrain myself at this point and not go any deeper into it because
0: I'm
2: going to go down a really deep path of what I think is happening right now with media and technology and the sheep (laughs) – and the herders and what's happening, but uh, um,
0: well, we can have, you know, get, we, we is... can we can touch that a little bit because I truly believe that they're using that socials are being used for bad, and that's why we got to take them over and start putting good out there to clear out the bad. Because if that's the only that's our only fight against it is to sit there yeah, and not so... tell the truth, not to not to try and direct them away from what's being said, is just to get them to go. Who cares? Listen to something better.
2: Okay, okay, but here's where it touches my soul.
0: Like, for real. Like, right
2: here. Um, I have a 12-year-old son that's got to now grow up in the world that we're creating right now. And I know this is the same story that our father told and our grandfather and our great-grandfather, right? This is the story of my son, right? It's... There's something different now. Like at the push of a button, you can control a message that goes to tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people in a moment. In the blink of an eye, someone has the control to influence hundreds of millions of people across the world all at once. And, and it scares the shit out of me that my son is about to grow up in this society and he's going to believe what he sees. And if, 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 we're, if we really, I don't know either way but if we really are being manipulated through you know what they claim of Google and they claim with Facebook and all everything that's happening if that's really true then man they are they're 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 sheep herding they're moving the sheep over here and moving the sheep over here it's, it's what's happening it scares now, me to death
0: now let's but, use the conversation with, you just said you were talking about your grandfather and your father we go back to your father's time he thought the same thing about magazines and music mm-hmm. And all the other stuff, you know, like when rock and roll was the devil in the 80s. You know, there's a lot of things that are progress, and there's always going to be evil people using those things to try and do other stuff.
1: You know what I mean?
0: So to me, it's like if you spend too much time worrying about that kind of stuff, that's where you teach your son and go, hey, buddy, there's a lot of idiots out there. I need you to take on and put this filter on and go, all right, we got to figure out if you're stupid or smart and just bop him on the nose, you know, like, it, it's, yeah, it sounds silly, but like, your son is going to be smarter than you, or I, or anybody else, because he's consumed so much of it, he's been able to make his decision, because he's seen so much, and known, you know, with the lessons he's learned, what's going to be right and wrong, by what you teach him, yeah. and by what he's been seeing on there, you know?
2: Yeah, you know, the best part of my day, every day, Monday through Friday, is I get to bring my son to school. It's just him and I in the truck for about 15 minutes. And, like, we have this, like, little 15-minute window that there's no other family members around. It's just him and I just talking. And I'll give him my, you know, my advice for the day, and he'll give me his feedback for the day and for the uh, yesterday. Bear with me one second. I got to – there we go. I was losing power. But that's, like, my favorite, my favorite part of every day is that 15 minutes with him where we can interact. It's
0: beautiful. Now, I got a deep question for you. Have you ever told him that, that that's your favorite time?
2: Uh, no, but I, I think I will. That'll be Monday's talk. Thanks for the heads up on that.
0: Just a thought, because I I, uh, I, I've I I been doing a lot of thinking about talking to my friends and stuff like that and letting them know how important they are to me and <laughs> stuff like that. And a lot of them, are like, it almost blows them away because they don't even realize it because we realize how important they are. To us, but we yeah. never actually tell them,
2: yep so so, how are you finding positive things in your life right now when when I can see that some days you're struggling? like where where are you finding right here and up here to to get you going through your day? like what where are you reaching?
0: Honestly, a lot of times it's friends, and it's because I'm always honest with my feelings out there. Um, you know, with having Asperger's and a stuff, a lot of stuff like that, I don't know how to really deal with feelings. So I find Facebook easier to put it out there and hear what people say, because I know I'm not the smartest person in the room and maybe I'm thinking stupid, you know, and just to hear other people's out on like what's going on. And I look at the, I always look at the positive because I could be dead. I, I could not be here. And that's why I always push so hard is I've lost so many friends and to suicide and everything else like that, that every day has to be awesome because it can right. be my last right. tomorrow. You know, so if I'm not pushing as hard as I can today, then I can't expect better tomorrow if I'm not working today. You know,
2: so have you, and I just, have just you reached, love it. Have you reached out and joined any like like Asperger's groups on Facebook? Have you found any and reached out and just kind of shared common thoughts? And-
0: now, most of the time, we all seem to kind of annoy each other. I've got a few friends, <laughs> high IQ Asperger's, and we, we kind of, like, we'll talk, but it's like, it's, we all kind of deal with it on our own, in our own way, because some yeah. people have the higher intelligence, some people are not, and then some people are, that don't want to talk about it, or, like, I approach things in a crazy way, where I treat it like I have a bunch of little dudes in my head, and I have to put them mm-hmm. all the way in the rooms, so I can only have one out, so I'm not like,
1: ah!
0: Yeah,
2: you know, l- looking back, I-, I don't know much, if anything, about Asperger's, except um, one of my former business partners, I believe, may have had it, and he either knew he had it and didn't disclose it to me as his business partner, um, or maybe didn't know. But John, uh, Mike knows who I'm talking about, but... Um, I wish I knew what I think I know now about him then because I think Mike and I being closer to him than anybody else might have been able to help him. Um, And I I don't know how to use the right words here, but I think we could have gone down a different path instead of the path we ended up on, which which ended up very poorly and disruptive and destructive in all of the three of us in our friendships matter of fact he's the one that introduced mike and i he's the one that hired mike to come work for my company when i first started it like he's the reason why mike and i are friends and i'm even involved with mike in the business and um i think he i think he may have been suffering from that and looking back at all the episodes and the moments and the encounters and just just a series of things that happened over 10 years it's like there's a pattern there that is applicable to what I did read about. And uh, man, I wish I had known sooner because it maybe it could have gone down a different path, you know?
0: Well, see, a lot of that I look at as like regrets and stuff like that is where you learned a lot of lessons from it, you know, and maybe you can revisit that relationship later on and be like, Hey, I didn't realize this at the time, but Hey, you know, I want to say I'm sorry or whatever else, you know? And that's yeah. where I believe we've all learned lessons in our life and we, people come in and leave our lives and, like, it's, I believe people are in your lives for a certain reason. Like, it's like God put them there for something, you know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to do something together, yeah. or I just don't believe in coincidences sometimes when you meet certain people, you know? Yeah,
2: no, I'm with you there, 100%. How do you feel about that,
1: Mike? Well, the whole situation?
0: Or meet, I mean, meet, no, I mean like, like, we're talking about coincidences, like yeah. meeting the people and always feeling like people are supposed to be involved.
1: Correct, yeah. I mean. Yeah, it just, we meet people every day. We meet new people. We meet old people that we've known in the past. I mean, it's just what it is. But going back to Lee's conversation with with the old business partner, that fool didn't want no help. He had his own mind, and that's the way he was going to be. So he can kiss my ass. No he sees this. <laughs> <it. laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. That was how you really feel Mike.
0: <laughs> Lee's all well, tactful. Mike's like, fuck him.
2: No Yeah, no. And you know what? From Mike's perspective, I'm I'm with him hundred percent. I can't argue with Mike in that situation.
0: But let's get back on some more positive stuff. So Yes Um I know you guys are getting stuff going down there. What is your next plans in the next few weeks? I know you got something in the works because you always have something.
2: I do always have something up my sleeve. I got shit I can't talk about, man. You can't, you can't, you can't go there, man. So, all right, here's what's happening right now. We are, uh, we're, we're actually writing right now. We're, we're writing down our thoughts and ideas because we have all these like visions and things that we've been talking about, but never yeah. put it on paper. So we've been putting stuff on paper. We've had actually one or two meetings in the last two weeks where we're like, okay, let's jot this down. Let's make a format. Let's follow this plan. And, uh, and this I would or, really like is, to see.
1: We have off-site, it, meetings, with, off-site meetings, we don't, we off-site meetings. Off-site, out of this building. Yeah, out of the so building.
0: Doing,
1: You're shaking your head now. No, we are. It's
0: happening. I feel like, like I feel like this is going back to the we're going to be – we're working on the room and we're, we're working no! on something.
1: Hey, See, we're here live with you right now, dude. I know. We're, now, we're holding each other accountable now. We're holding each other accountable because we're never going to push off if we continue doing what we're doing. So we, we have to put notes down. We have to we have to make a game plan. If we don't make that game plan, we're yeah. going to come back into looking at this video, you know, 12-11, 2021, 20, and be like, shit. And I don't want to be there. I don't want to be way past that. Yeah. We're we're going to – I think I – think, DJ, once that platform went down into that studio, we built that platform two and a half weeks ago, that changed it and that put that positive motivation back in both of us. Because we've all been down the dumps the past seven months. So we like, man, what are we gonna do? I mean, most of our business went, you know, down the drain and and so, you know, we've had our little meetings here and there. We had our procrastination.
0: I'm just picking and, on you guys.
1: No, no, that's <laughs> no, true. And then now we come back and I'm telling you that the the motivation is here, and with you talking to you in Fort Worth, and we're pushing them, yeah, it's it, it's coming really soon. Like I said before or earlier, it's around the corner.
0: Well, I just want to see so, you guys back on fire because I miss it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds bad, but it's like COVID hit, and like my Lee anchor. I was getting my Lee feed. <laughs> you know, it's like ah, oh, it's like my drug. You know, like ah, oh, I got my uplifting <laughs> thing, I got my Gary V, and I got my Lee, and then all Uh-oh. of a sudden. And then then COVID happened. I'm like, so our marketing company is going and doing, you know, going around the toilet, you know, lead disappears, the world's, it just all went nuts.
2: Well, you know what? I'm just going to lay it out there, you know, Um, because if I can, if I can help someone with what I'm about to say and give them strength and courage, then, then I'm helping someone. And that's what my goal is now. Um, I had a very successful multi-million dollar business uh sale. Uh in April last year I made the decision with my family and Mike being my my key employee um, that it, it's over. I can't I can't dig us out of this one. And um I went through the the process of Having to shut that business down, and it's a complicated it was a corporation it we had a nine thousand square foot production facility. we had printing machines, we had employees, we had inventory, warehouse. you know when you have a business that's complex like that, you don't just wake up tomorrow and turn it off it doesn't work that way you, you've you've got responsibilities you've got employees with families. That you take ownership in, um, and they're an extension of you. and And all my employees have always been an extension of my family. They've never not been. That's actually, I'm. I've been told that's one of my biggest weaknesses. Is I have a hard time separating emotionally from the people that work for me, because um, I invest so much of myself in them. And, and
0: I don't think that's a bad thing. Another story, that's another day. That's but not a it's, bad thing. I do the same thing. It's it's realizing that the people are the most important thing in your company. That's that's an awesome thing, Lee. Your people are the most important thing. You can have a crappy product and have great people and be able to fix it. If you got a crappy product and crappy people, you're never going to be able to do anything. So loving on your yeah. people, brother, that's that's where you've got to be. You've got to love on them so much that you, that's all you got. Yeah, you know? well,
2: thank you for saying that. And, and I still believe that. I'm still going to be that way. I'm not going to change that part of me. But for the last year, I've had to deal with shutting that out and all of you know the legal and financial and everything related to closing a business that's that complicated. Again, you can't just do that overnight. Simultaneously, trying to start a new company because I have to have revenue for the family. Um, so that's actually where my life was for the last year. And the first six months of this year, I was dealing with, I'm just going to say it, I was dealing with a corporate bankruptcy that I had to face head on and I had to devote all my time and effort into that, um, to bring it to the end and to get a good result. And in July, I was able to finalize it. I, I'm not proud of it. Um, those things exist for you know for good people that tried to do the right thing that it, it just fell apart and um but going back to what to the beginning of our conversation you had asked me like how do you i think you said something about how do you find motivation when you fall down or fail or whatever um and i said it like, before i hit the ground i was already running again like i i don't let myself fall down and like, oh, what do I do now? I got to do it again. You can't go there, man. You have to recognize that it's failing, fall apart, make a plan, implement the plan, tell your people what you're going to do, get them involved, move forward, get the other thing going, launch again. You know, there's things like that exist to help you stand back up and run. And we did, and we did well. We weren't expecting COVID this year. COVID was just a big slap in the face to something we had already rebuilt and we're running again. We were running hard with the new company. And, um, but fortunately, you know, um, we're in a good place, man. We're, COVID is, um, COVID, if you, if you don't, oh God, this is going to come off so wrong. Um, COVID has been a reset, mental reset. It's allowed me to get really quiet um, because I was consumed by client activity every minute of every day, and it wasn't allowing me to allowing us to proceed and move forward on the other things we were trying to build. And COVID got us real quiet. Oh wow, now we have this time. Let's refocus. And that's when we started knocking things out. The studio got built. camera equipment, lighting. Audio is coming in in the next week. Like everything's starting to come in. You know, the next time we do a Zoom together, you're going to see different angles of the room. You're going to get to see the rest of the room kind of populate. It's going to be pretty cool. And then, um, you know, all that stuff's happening now. So here I go. I'm rambling now. I'm going to be quiet.
0: But oh no, it's a it's a good thing. No, but you're right. I uh, if you know you know what I did. I went and took that. No, it was supposed to be a two-week motorcycle trip. And just ended up being on the road for like three months and just reevaluating everything, remaking the plan. And like I had that same quiet moment. It was like I just, everything like just kind of came to a head all at one moment. You know what I mean? Like we closed the marketing side and started pursuing the other direction. And it was, it was scary. You know, it still is scary yeah. on a daily basis. Like we have no idea. We know what direction we're going. We, we know around about how to get there but a lot of it's new you know what i mean like you're you're always busting new territory you're always busting everybody thinks we're insane for there's probably a lot of people that think we're insane for doing this podcast you know what i mean but I, to me, I don't, don't care. You, and that's, <laughs> <laughs> well and that's where i think like you put it on all three platforms you let people hear your perspective and it's not that i think i have an important perspective i believe that other people have they need more information, and if I can yeah. get them information from the right people that I know are good guys in the industry that are good peeps, you know, it's pretty killer, you know what I mean? And it helps them f- filter out, like, all the other crap to be what's real, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I like, you know, bring you guys on and, like, stuff like that because it's just, you know, like, you, like the longer we go on, the more real you get, you know. You're kind of – you have a little guard up in the beginning, but you're like, yeah, this was hard, yeah. you know. This what we're doing is not easy being an entrepreneur um, It's some of the loneliest hardest Stuff you're ever gonna do in your life and you feel like you're on your own so much of the time But you have so many people backing you, but they can't back you because they don't exactly understand what you're doing
2: right, you know um, Before so I went to vid summit and video marketing world Two and three years ago, when I started deciding to go down this path, so I like to immerse myself in that world and and kind of look at it from a distance first, and watch, observe, soak it in, and then I'll start working my way in until I get comfortable, and then I and then I embrace it, hundred percent. And I think that pays off in so many ways. Um, Today, for example. I'm freaking out this morning because I can't get any of these cameras to work for this Zoom. And I've got six, seven, eight cameras here. None of them are working. I reached out to one of my little small Texas video creators group, and I had four people respond. And I wanted to shout out to Michael, uh, Taylor, um, another brother that I just met, Mark, and also Scott Simpson. All four of those guys had no skin in the game today to help me. No reason other than just friendship and wanting to help a brother out. And it was because of like networking in this small community that we have in this creator community. And then Taylor actually, you know, I know this was last minute and he had some flexibility. That bro, he came back like two hours. He was at my house. Like he spent the last four hours trying to get all the cameras going. (laughs) We got your boy Cody on the phone. Like what's going on? Why are your cameras working? And um, I think, Going back to your social media question earlier, that's an example of where social media worked like it's supposed to work. I've made new friendships and new crowds and new groups in a community that I want to be a part of, and I didn't realize how receptive that group was going to be and are and how giving they are. Like you didn't have, none of them had to do what they did today.
0: They all offered to help.
2: It was amazing. Well,
0: that's, uh, and that's where I find where, a lot of the older generation doesn't realize how beneficial it can actually be, you know? And I feel like yeah. I, at the beginning of Facebook, I was one of those people that was against going onto social. Cause I was in the magazines, you know, I learned how to hack and how to get myself into magazines. So I'm like social media. What's that? Look at this cover, you know, that I'm on, you know, I felt like I was on top of the world. And then, you know, like, what was it? November last year, all magazines went away. So then, like, I'm DJ. in scramble mode. Like, uh, I got nothing. For one of my
2: corporate jobs in my history, I used to spend a half a million to a million dollars a year in yellow page book advertising. <laughs> I used to buy full-color page ads in every major market. Like, what? The kids say? they don't even know what a yellow page is.
0: <laughs> well, see, I look at it now like hacking, you know what I mean? Like in, in the magazine world, to get a car in a mag, it had to look the certain way you had to have, to have a certain setting. You had to use the certain colors. You had to do all these certain things to make it just right. And you had to know the right people in your network to get it. And now that mm-hmm. there is not the magazines and it's the Instagrams and the Facebooks deciding, now everyone's the decider. So you have right. to learn how to hack that way. So it's kind of fun learning what people like and what they don't like. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, and I'm not pandering to the majority cause I'll always be me, but it's really fun seeing what direction people think cars should go. Right. You know, and a lot of people take you criticism my- like, and be, being a car builder, you know, I get the worst criticism in the world. Like, because I build weird cars. Like, look at Empathy. Like, my favorite slam of that one, I got to find who said it and actually send them a gift someday because I've said it a thousand times. But they've called it a floppy clown shoe. And I was, <laughs> I was like, that is the most descriptive, colorful, thoughtful <laughs> comment that somebody could mm. ever make. And I think they meant it as a slam. But I've yeah. always taken it as a compliment. I'm like, you really took time to think that one out. And that's what it represented to you. And I was like, yes, like, I'm okay with that. I take the good and the bad, and I just don't care. Like, I I like to see what you like and what you don't. But I love to see how creative you get with it.
2: You know, I I love that you said that. And by the way, somewhere in my storage unit, I have some floppy clown shoes. If you find that (laughs) guy, I'll send you the floppy clown shoes that you could sign and send him. (laughs) Oh, that'd
0: be funny. I know it was on the Hoonigan The Hoonigan post that they posted. Because they were like, what do you think of this weird one? What's that made of?
2: (laughs) You know, I've struggled a lot this year about trying to find peace and happiness and project positive energy because I did let politics consume me. And um, you just reminded me of a moment. um, I think it was January or February last year. We had just created the pig mascot, which is supposed to be me. It's on the front of Mike's shirt there. Nice. And um, it, it's a hog, basically. And we had a naming contest on social media. And this one guy, um, I won't say his last name, but his first name is David. We had had this naming contest, and David was, like, so negative. So negative. And, and um, oh, this contest was stupid. I, I, you know, I don't even remember what it was. And I think I replied with, man, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry you're having a bad day. If there's anything I could do to make you feel better, let me know. Uh, You know, this is just meant for fun. If you don't want to come here and have fun, then, you know, you should probably go somewhere else. But if you're having a bad day, man, hit me up. Let's talk about it. And uh, we took this person that was like, he was having a bad day. He had lost his son the year before and had lost his job the week before. He was having a bad day. It, life was not good. He was not in a good place. And, you know, I won't get into details, anything further, but he and I communicate a lot privately in Messenger. And um, we became, like, Facebook friends through Flat Guys. You know, I've never met him in person. Um, I'm sure he's a great guy. He actually invited me to his wedding. Um I, that didn't work out because of timing but I mean that was pretty amazing like we we turned this like negative situation into a positive just by being nice Just people need to be nice just start being nice to each other oh my god let's go back to that please
0: that's and I couldn't agree anymore you know what I mean just being able to love on each other and you know I find so much value in that being able to love on somebody and not expecting anything in return just be like yo I'm just here to help you know I'm not I'm, I'm, my goal out of this whole thing is honestly to make more friends, to have more connections, more people I can hang out with and to, you know, build cool stuff with more cool people and yeah. hang out with more cool people. Because if we all love hanging out with fun people, we all love going on adventures and stuff like that. And like not to harp back on the same subject we were a little bit earlier, but people are so important. And people think yeah. that they're they're not of any value, and that's why suicide, I believe, gets so high. Like I got to that point when Daniel died. But it, it's to think people have the value that they can't even value what they are, you know, value themselves yeah. as a human being, as a person. To me, that's just crushing.
1: Right, you know what right. I mean? Because you know, I don't
0: I don't believe yeah. their bosses are lifting them up and telling them, "Hey, yeah. you did a great job," or "Hey, that was amazing," you know. Right. And that's where I try and lift people up and help them grow, because I don't know. They could be the next president. They could be the next Ed Big Daddy Roth, you know, the next Steve Jobs. I don't know.
2: Or they could just be the next them, you know, just never known to anybody else, but you recognize them, you know. And uh, But I just want to say shout-out to David. David, I know you've had a hard year, buddy. Um, keep your head up. Things will get better, I promise you, bro. Love you, man. So. David's a good guy. I think he's just had some bad cards dealt to him. and got to keep your head up, bro. You'll
0: be good. A lot, of, promise you. a lot of times I always feel like people that have a harder life, it's like God's training them for something more amazing. Because it good. always seems like those Absolutely. people end up with, like, something just badass happen in their life. And you like, whoa, like, you know, the full right turn. Yeah. You know, yep. and we may not even get to see the impact they make on so many people. Um, that's kind of the reason I'm, I'm using the car to talk about cancer with doc is cancer has kind of become such a light subject with people, you know, with COVID and everything else going on. And like, I I don't, I don't understand how we can come up with a cure for that and the world can rejoice for that, but we can't do it for cancer. Uh... BJ, it's not trendy.
2: That's the problem. If it's not trending, nobody cares. And that's the problem. Like, you got to – I'm going to get emotional and passionate right now, and I don't want to go there. but it's, Go ahead. It's how the society works. It's ridiculous. It, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's just stupid.
0: And that's like, why we got to become the cool kids, and we got to start talking about the cancer and start putting that stuff out in front of people and putting a positive message to it and telling stories about it and telling the ones that made it and the ones that have lasted and maybe we can make a little bit of a difference.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree, man. Um we can make life better again. It's going to be fine. You said it earlier. When we were growing up they didn't like our music. I don't like the they I don't like my son gaming 6-7 hours a day. <laughs> I mean, that's an exaggeration, but
0: not not too much. I just I just got proven the other day when I was goofing off at the Minecraft that Minecraft is CAD. It literally is CAD with, like, a couple digits dropped off the end. And that blew my yeah. mind that kids are being able to figure out, oh, this plot point to this plot point. Oh, you know, and, like, they're learning XYZs in a three-dimensional world, and it's all square, and they don't care about the graphics. They care about the math of it all.
2: Oh, you I know? guarantee you the military is paying attention to esports. Promise you that, I wouldn't be surprised if the military is funding esports arenas. Oh yeah, they—they those are the next fighters. They're already that. They're already the fighters right now with drones and everything else. Like the esports kids are going to be our future military because they're going to fight from their desk. They're not going to leave leave their house, their bedroom. They're going to be fighting from right there. It's crazy. It's already happening.
0: Well, they yeah, they're already already got drones and everything else where they can fly and play around that direction mm-hmm. um something i was uh i did with uh um tony was when we were talking about stuff is uh i like to go through car history so what was your first car and what was your worst car for both of you guys
1: oh. mike you go first buddy well my my first car that I fell in love with was my mom's 1977 uh, Monte Carlo. Remember the ones with the flare back? It was it was like a dark forest green. It only two doors, and and uh, that car that car was awesome. I remember going one night to the movies, and we had no defrost, and it's probably 30 degrees outside. And uh, that that was the very first car that I I even te- learned to drive in that car that was my very first car um, the very first car that i i purchased was a uh, a pontiac 9000 pontiac 6000 remember pontiac something 6000 i think it was, 4, that was six thousand. <laughs> yeah that that thing was a it was a monster but you know what it got us around it got us around to wherever we needed to go and that that was the first two vehicles well i love the monte carlo but that 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 pontiac it i don't know how it lasted but it lasted and then i also Whoa. had a 1970 had a 1979 grand torino four-door grand torino it had no windows it had no front brakes and but it had it it had the best system in east dallas we got an alpine stair we had tweeters we had like, 15s in the back with the trunk. We had 10s in the back seat. We, I mean, we, we got around on that vehicle everywhere, me and a friend of mine. Yeah. They have some ice cars, man. And you know what? Those cars back in the day were just, you know, all steel, no aluminum, so they last forever. And we ran those things to the ground. Yeah. That's the first three major cars that – you know, I don't even remember the Pontiac because that was the first one I purchased. But the other two um, – we we kind of got the Gran Torino off of a friend, and we just ran it to the ground, but it was a nice car.
0: Nice car. <laughs> How about you, Lee?
2: So, my my first car was a 1979 Buick Regal. That was a fun car.
0: But You guys were basically my... rolling around in the same car almost. Close. <laughs> almost I
2: know, right? It was the same car. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have a story. You want to hear the story? Sure. So, two stories. Quick one. The first one's quick. 1979 Duke Regal. Got it on my 16th birthday, and a week later, the timing chain belt broke or the timing chain broke. And I was a broke ass. You know what? Couldn't afford to fix it, and my dad at the time couldn't either. Single father, right? Had my car a week, and I couldn't drive it for three months because I didn't know. To freaking fish, it, I was so mad, I was so angry. But that was a fun car. I eventually moved to New Orleans from Alabama, where I bought the car. And hold on, baby. And um, we were so in New Orleans when I was in high school, my senior year. The drinking age in Louisiana was still eighteen, and so my senior year of high school. It was actually legal to drink. You could go to a bar on the weekends and do whatever. And so you could get into clubs or whatever. So we went to this club on a Friday night, left the club, went to this little hangout spot out on the levee. We were there like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, left, and then the thing to do was to go eat somewhere afterwards. So this particular night we went to the drive-thru at Taco Bell, and we're sitting in the drive-thru at Taco Bell, and this car behind us, and I got four, three, three buddies with me. My buddy, Tuesday, who was definitely popping steroids. There's no way he got as big as he got without steroids at that time. And then two other buddies in the back, my boy, Troy, and then some other dudes. We had just left that little hangout spot. We're in the Taco Bell drive-thru. And this car behind us kept, like, we had placed our water and moved up. This car behind us had, like, four or five dudes in it. And they pulled up behind us. But the weirdest thing happened. They would put it in drive and just floor it, spin out the tires, and would race up to the back of my car, slam the brakes, peel back, and then they did it twice. They came up again and peel back. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So we, I throw my car in part in the drive-thru we're talking about. We get out. It's a two-door car. Everybody jumps out. DJ actually is in the back right. CJ gets out. CJ's a big boy. CJ Bourgeois. If you're listening, CJ, what's up, buddy? So CJ gets out. You know, I'm the big guy. And we're walking back towards his car because I guess we're going to fight or whatever because we're stupid 18-year-olds. And that car whips out, floors it. CJ punches the car. The side mirror bursts like he broke the mirror. They hit the side door of my car, the passenger door, and bend it forward. (laughs) <laughs> so my, my door is now by my front tire, still attached but, like, dangling. And those guys take off. The police show up, and we're still in the drive through None of us had been drinking. Fortunately that night, we were just out having a good time. And so the police are there. We do the report. We manage to, like, CJ, push the door, but the door won't shut flush. The, the door is hanging kind of low, but it's still attached. We can't break it off. So the whole way home, CJ's like holding the door while we're driving home and he's he's like falling asleep and the door would swing open and I'd have to hit him and he'd grab the door and pull it and he's falling asleep, the door would swing open. Oh my god, it was crazy. But you were talking about Monte Carlo? The week after Troy's dad knew where a junkyard was that had a my car was cream, had a Monte Carlo that was dark brown and we went and bought that dark brown Monte Carlo door to replace my cream door. (laughs) So I had a a dark brown Monte Carlo door on my cream colored Buick Regal. So that was a crazy night, man. Long story. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're golden. I love hearing car stories. And I know everybody else does too. So it's like a good thing. (laughs) Um, But
2: my favorite car was my Chevy Avalanche, my 2002 Chevy Avalanche. I know Mike liked that car too. We had 300,000
1: miles on it when I sold it, and Mike was pissed that I sold it because I sold it to one of his buddies. Yeah. He said, Why didn't you sell it to me? Yeah, I'm still. I don't even talk to my buddy no more. They still have the truck too.
2: They yeah, probably they still got
1: 400,000 miles on it. Yeah. I they,
0: think they, they're they, close they, to
1: 400,000 right miles. long,
0: now. forever. Yeah. But they, it looked pretty ugly. I just can't stand that back window in the back. Ah. It's like oh, like you don't even like know, this. dude.
2: Listen, I got another story. So we're in the Chevy Avalanche, right? <laughs> the the, in, the back seat, right? The back seat folds down, forward, but it opens to the bed of the truck. So basically, you have this flat bed into the back of your truck, but it's all concealed, right, with the lid on the the back of the truck. So we went on a trip to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. My wife and I and a couple of friends, uh, like four friends all packed into my avalanche, but we blew up a queen size mattress that fit perfect (laughs) in that flat part when you lay the seat down. (laughs) So there's two of us in the front seat, and there's four laying in the mattress in the back, going to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. And then on the trip back, we're coming back. We're on I-20, just past Tyler, and there's traffic. Like, that's back when there was, like, a lot of construction, like 10 years ago in Texas. Backed up, backed up, backed up, backed up, backed up. And I'm so frustrated. I'm tired. We've been partying at Mardi Gras for two weeks or for a week. And um, so I jumped the grass to get up on the service road. And as soon as I get up on the service
1: road,
2: the light, State Patrol was waiting for people to do that. He pulls us over. He walks up to the driver's side where I'm at. I roll down the window. Yeah, I roll down the window like that. And he goes, you know, there's cocaine in the gas tank. And I said, what? excuse me? And our friends that were in the back were new friends. Like, we'd only known him, like, a month or two. They'd moved into the apartment next to us in Dallas. He's like, he goes, oh, no, no, because he could see all of our faces went ghost white because I thought my friends in the back were doing coke. and I, They thought we were doing coke, but come to find out, the state trooper meant he had just pulled over an avalanche earlier that day where they hid cocaine in the gas compartment container he was explaining that he'd had an experience that day and we all thought we were about to go to jail for cocaine in the gas tank it was so
0: crazy you had to be there
2: it was one of those moments
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i want to be able to direct people where we want to get them to go um what do you got to say to everybody and where do you want them to go to and then I have homework for both of you guys because I'm creating something pretty cool.
2: Ooh, cool. So um, for our merch business that actually pays our bills, we have a company called I ilovemerch.com, and love is L-U-V. So I-L-U-V merch.com. On YouTube, we're flat guys. Uh, we'll start putting videos up in the next two weeks. And on Facebook, we're at Flat Guys Show, and Instagram, we're Flat Guys. Um, thanks for letting us do that, BJ. We appreciate you, buddy.
0: Oh, it's more than that. And I'll, any of the video from all of this, like we're gonna cut it into little clips. You're welcome to the same footage because we're gonna double brand it, so you'll be able to steal it for you, and it'll have us and you on it. So cool. um, that way, we'll be able. And like I know on the live feed, your guys's brand's already up there. I'm pretty sure Cody's gonna put all your links and everything in there. So that way we can Thank I wanna make sure we're always sharing this and we're always like I look forward to going on missions with you guys and making trips and plans and that's why I wanted to have you guys on first because I wanna get people used to seeing you guys. So when they see you when we're on the road they're like, Oh, you know, I know Lee and Mike. You know, it just awesome. already make you guys part of the family. Um part of the homework I had Tony do, he already sent me his five. Um, from both of you guys, I want your five most—the car—the songs that inspire you, the songs that make you when you're going down the highway mm-hmm. hit that throttle pedal and get going, or when you're down and out, that song that just grabs a hold of your soul and pushes you.
2: Mm, the one that makes me speed or the one that makes me chill.
0: I want—I want your top five, your top five most motivational songs you got.
2: Okay. I want I I to create.
0: I want to create a playlist that is full of nothing but motivational songs, and I want to make sure that each each guest gets to put five in there. So right now we got five, and if any of yours match up with uh, his, um, we'll have to fix a few of them. But I want to make sure everybody gets their five in there. That way we build this monster playlist that people can play, and it's all music that'll help drive them to push them with all the successful people that I know. You know.
2: I like it. I like it. All Mike's songs are going to be Sesame Street and Electric Company songs right now.
0: <laughs> oh, I figure him to throw a little Latin influence that way, you know? He's, kind of, oh, he's got yeah. some good tunes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got some good stuff. Yeah. So, and that's, <laughs> and that's the fun part about creating this playlist is we can look back in a few years, and that's why I was saying we have your five, and we'll label them as your five, and then we can look in a few years and go, what are your five right now, Lee? Or even next year? You know, and we can add, add, edit and adapt and just like, you know, like what's pushing you at the moment, you know, and create these playlists uh, for other people to listen to. Because I believe a lot of people are bringing in crap into their ears. They they Whatever you input into here is what you put out. Right. You know, and if you're filling yourself full of like uplifting good message stuff, you know, it, it, it helps you to be able to put out good uplifting messages and stuff.
2: Oh, you got to. You got to to feed in what you need to move forward. You have to. You don't have a choice. Don't have a choice. Got to put it in there, man. Push it. Motivate yourself.
0: Oh, definitely. Have you guys got any last matches before we end out?
1: Go ahead, Mike. I'm good. You know me. I'm I'm short and sweet. sweet. Short and sweet. That's all. Yeah, I'm the hype guy. (laughs) You see that? uh, I'm good. (laughs)
2: And all I got to say is, you know, life's going to throw curveballs at you, bro. You, you can't, you, you just got to swing at them and you're going to miss them. You're going to hit them, but you can't stop swinging. You know, all, all this COVID stuff is stupidity, right? Yeah, it's a real thing. We're going to battle it. We're going to overcome it just like we always do as a country, as a world, as a people. But you, you can't. You can't, like, wake up in the morning and just lay there in bed and not do something productive. If you haven't taken advantage of this downtime and corrected things in your life, like, have you gone through and negotiated with your electric company and negotiated a better deal on your electric rate? Mike's a pro at that. Have you called AT&T or DirecTV and negotiated with them to get a better rate? Do you really need Netflix and Apple TV and all Amazon Prime TV? No, you don't. You could probably live with one of them. Get really small financially. Get control of your money so you have less stress. And that will allow you to correct other things. Refinance your house. Do things that you didn't do, you were lazy with before, and you kept making excuses because you had to go to work and you had to do this. You got to bring the kids to the daycare. Stop making those excuses. And use this downtime during COVID to fix things in your life that you weren't fixing. Clean the attic out. Clean your closet out. Donate clothes. Clean your dresser drawers. Get rid of the crap that you don't need in your house. Oh, my God, how much free time have you had in the last nine months that you just wasted? Hopefully, you didn't. Hopefully, you're doing something with it. But do things that are positive that are going to improve your life financially, physically, emotionally, everything. Just fix it. Move it. Get up. Jump out of bed in the morning. Go five, four, three, two, one. Boom! Jump out of bed. Don't lay there. Don't hit the sleep in button. Get a shower. Get dressed, and go do something productive that improves your family's life. That's what you should be doing right now. Enjoy life. Take advantage of what it is. Spend as much time as you can with your family right now. Just make it happen.
0: That's that's epic that's advice, brother. Um, you got to do it, think- man. <laughs> oh, it's. And that's the same thing, man. I've been, I've been, you know, I, I wake up every day and I, I push every day. as hard. You know, it's just fun. Like to me, it's like, that's what kind of pushes me in the morning. It's like, that's what you were asking me before. What keeps me driven is the fact that I get to do it. Yeah. You know? And that's, if, if you're not happy in your life, I totally believe people should rethink what their job is, what they're doing, not pursue money, pursue happiness. And it's Absolutely just about being happy for me. But I can't. The think money you guys... will
1: follow. Oh, yeah.
0: Definitely it does I'm follow that.
1: to see which one you open.
0: Sorry. What's that? Sorry. Oh, you're good. <laughs>
1: no, my uh, while we're here talking, my grandson is over there opening Christmas presents, and he keeps bringing me Christmas <laughs> presents, and I don't know who they belong to. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm over here laughing while you're giving this good inspirational last message, Lee. I'm over laughing my ass off because he keeps bringing me stuff, and I'm, and I, you know, I'm on this live feed with you guys, and I can't say stop, you know. uh... Well,
0: that's the best part about being a grandpa, though, is you get to have fun and just watch it happen and be like, well, it happened while I was on the live. It's not my fault. Yeah, it's not my fault. But I can't thank you guys enough for coming on, man. And we'll definitely have you on again in the future. And I definitely am looking forward to what you're going to be dropping in on your show. Um, Lee, you know how much I love watching all your content and everything like that, man. You know,
1: Thanks,
0: man. You've right, been baby. killing it forever. Yeah. Thanks,
1: man.
0: So Thanks, definitely man. looking forward to seeing more of the hype, man, getting all up in there.
1: Oh, Bull Wolf's coming. <laughs> that's that's uh, around the corner, and bullwolf Wolf is uh, – I'm on a mission.
0: I, I want to see um, you guys, like the night you guys had too many drinks, did the live stream and deleted it because it was too funny.
2: Oh, we have, I think I found some of the footage from the very first night we ever recorded anything. I had. A, we have a friend that's a comedian, and he came up from Austin to do a show with us. And we, we started recording at three o'clock. We were only going to do like an hour, two hour show. We had all the cameras set up. I had an IT guy running everything. It was 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. This is 12 hours later. 12 hours later, BJ. And we're still going. The cameras quit working at 6 p.m. We didn't care. We didn't know. We were still going. So we don't even know. We don't
1: even know what we talked about for like eight hours. We just kept going. It was so much fun. the comedian did have Instagram up at one point live. Oh, he did. So yeah, if we reach did. out, we we should be able to touch base with just whatever he had going on. Yeah, we went live, and it was off.
2: Awesome. It was – I don't know if we want to see it. I don't think we
0: should see it. It may, it may, it may be not funny be, just yeah. to see little clips of it because it's hilarious. Like, I, I laughed <laughs> my ass off that night because I was sitting there. I was like, what are you guys doing? And then you guys were telling some of the funniest jokes. And you started like middle of the day, and then it just went on. And then like I, I just I don't remember laughing my butt off. Like I was like I don't know what they're doing, but they're that sounds fun.
2: <laughs> our our wives hate it when they know we say we have a day we're gonna film, and then and then I get the whiskey out <laughs> and they go uh, it's it, it's over. We're not gonna see them till tomorrow. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you guys again for coming on, and, you know, just I hope you guys have a great day, and stay safe, man. Thank you. I too, too, both you guys. All right. Thanks, man. Love y'all. Thanks, man. Love you guys. Love you too, man. Thanks. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Please like and subscribe. Head on over to Lee's page, and hit them up and like and subscribe on their stuff. And if you haven't hit us up, please help us. Love you.